Welcome. I am Dr. Suzanne Nixon, a mental health professional, meditation teacher, and the creator of Quiet Waters Podcast. This platform brings together mental health, psychology, mindfulness, meditation to help support you in your quest for well being. One late winter evening, I came home from work and engaged in my typical evening routine. Changed my clothes, made dinner, ate, cleaned up the kitchen, and tended to a few work emails. My evening routine flowed well until I turned towards my evening emails. About five minutes into reading and responding to them, I noticed I was feeling antsy, agitated, A bit out of sorts and distracted, my focused attention was interrupted with many random thoughts. Oh, I need to do a load of laundry. Maybe I should stop and tend to that now. Am I caught up on my bills? What date is it again? When are they due? I have to remember to call the repairman tomorrow. I've been procrastinating about that. I was unsure as to why I was so distracted With miscellaneous information, the to-do thoughts, the to-do tasks, and was unable to focus. I was clueless as to what was agitating me. So I turned off my computer, put on my sneakers that I leave at the front door, put on a warm coat, opened the front door, and went for a brisk walk around the block. Walking is one of my go-to self-care practices and helpful when I'm feeling out of sorts or anxious or just irritable and cranky. I felt a bit of relief when I returned home, yet was still feeling agitated and cranky. When an uncomfortable feeling persists, I often turn to the mindfulness practice, RAIN. It's a self-inquiry process to help you discover what's really going on inside. I learned it from my teacher, Tara Brock, during my mindfulness meditation training. During this episode, I will explain this practice and walk you through my process regarding that night's experience. I want you to understand how it works. In the episode following, I will guide you through the RAIN practice, and you will have the opportunity to pick out an issue, a feeling, a person that brings you upset, that feels uncomfortable or toxic or negative, and you want to investigate and find out what's that about. The acronym RAIN is a tool for mindfully intending to yourself when experiencing physical discomfort or pain, challenging feelings and difficult emotions, negative thinking and critical self-judgment, or just feeling out of whack, stuck, or lost. The RAIN process is a way of therapeutically attending to yourself. 
without the therapist in the room. Although, let me put in a note, it's an educational therapeutic tool. You grace yourself with the time and space to go within and to enter into the conversation of self-inquiry. The truth of all of our experiences, the truth of our thoughts and our feelings, lives in the body. The body is like a library holding all this knowledge. And the body doesn't lie. The RAIN inquiry helps us connect within, come into presence, come into awareness of our body sensations, emotions, and thoughts. By engaging in this practice, you are giving yourself the gift of deeply processing from the inside out. And thereafter, the last step in the process is to nurture yourself with self-compassion. You are the seeker. You are searching within. You are deepening your understanding, your understanding of yourself and your experiences as a way to cultivate more feelings of ease and comfort, more positive or pleasant thoughts, and in the end, better behavioral choices. There are four steps to the RAIN practice, and the acronym RAIN makes it easy to remember. R is for recognizing what is going on. A is for allowing the experience to be there just as it is. I is for investigating with interest and care. And N is for nurturing yourself with compassion. R, recognize. A, allow. I, investigate. N, nurture. So let's return back to my experience that winter night, not too long ago. I'll walk you through my RAIN process to give you more context and understanding of how to apply it in your everyday life. The first task is to find a comfy place to practice and to go within. It's helpful if it's a quiet place and there are no distractions around you. For me, it's my living room couch and I cozy up with pillows and a soft blanket. I sit upright, legs extending out on the couch, pillows under my knees. My body is supported. My psyche is supported. R, recognizing what is going on. As I close my eyes, take a few deep breaths, inhaling, pausing, and exhaling. I begin to recognize the sensations of what are happening in my body. I notice the movement of my breath, each breath. And when I do this, this helps me get more in my body. As I breathe, I feel a slight tension 
and restriction in my throat and my chest. I'm curious about this. However, I try to have my thoughts stay at bay so I can feel into the experience of the tension that is present. The restriction feels small. It runs across my chest, but not intense. My throat feels a little bit more of a moderate constriction, a little bit more uncomfortable. My abdomen feels comfortable, no awareness of discomfort. I notice the breath moving there. And I'm aware of my arms and my legs and my feet. I'm aware of my back leaning against the couch. So I take a few more intentional breaths and allow my experience, allow my experience to be versus pushing away the tension or ignoring the tension. And instead, I go into it. I breathe into my throat. I breathe into my chest with awareness. And as the breath moves to my heart, and I'm present with my heart energy, I begin to feel sad. I notice that. And I stay with the sadness, which leads me into the second step, allow. Allow is for letting my experience just be there. Of course, my mind wanted to figure it all out. Why was I feeling sad? What happened today that would spur on these feelings? Yet I said to my mind, that part of me that wants to figure out, please step back and let me tend to my heart right now. I felt deeply more into my sensations. I breathed more intentionally into my heart space. My throat was still feeling restricted. And after a few more cycles, I felt more pain and sadness in my heart. And moisture swelled up in my eyes. And soft tears were at the outer and inner edges of my eyes and began to stream down my face. I felt the moisture on my face as they dripped downward to my mouth. I gave myself permission to just experience the sensation of my tears on my face, the sadness in my heart, and the pain in my heart. And I began to cry. As soon as I began crying, my throat eased up. The blockage, the tension lessened. I noticed that. I stayed in awareness of that. I is for investigation. When we investigate, we do so in a caring and kind way as to respect ourselves, to respect our preciousness, our tenderness, to respect our vulnerability and our fragility. 
I continue to cry softly, and the tension in my heart also began to ease. I was curious as to what my sadness was about. I stayed with my curiosity and let the experience to be and allow the answers to come from my whole body, more from my intuitive network, my emotional intelligence versus my head, my mind. We can get so stuck in our thoughts and our problem solving to try to figure out something. And we miss the experience of being in our body and listening to the wisdom she brings. So I took a few more deeper breaths, longer with the inhalation. And with the exhalation, it was a mix of the out-breath and a few light sobs and tears and crying. I stayed there. And then I asked from the inside out, what does my heart want me to know? Heart, what do you want me to know? I didn't know that you had tension within, that you had sadness and pain. What do you want me to know? And I waited. And I waited with an openness to the experience. I felt a depth of sensation in my heart. It was uncomfortable feeling into our sadness and pain isn't always comfortable. And then the message came, those whispers inside of us, you know what I mean. What came out was, I am lonely. I am lonely. And I am tired. I am tired. And my tears grew stronger. My sob grew a little louder. My body moved with the sobs up and down, curling in and curling out from the shoulders. And I stayed with it for a couple of minutes. When the last tears were done, had ceased, I took that breath of calm, of relief and began to feel more of the spaciousness in my throat, in my chest and heart and throughout my body. And I stayed there just being with, noticing. When you have any kind of release, whether in this practice or another, it's essential to stay with the after effect of it, to feel into the relief. N is for nurturing with self-compassion. I recognize that I can judge myself too harshly. And when I get into a judgment, it's my cue to let go of my thoughts 
to be kind to myself and to nourish myself. My judgment was slight, my criticism slight, and I was grateful for that this time. It's not always the case. So I began to nourish myself by simply just naming the judgment. And the judgment is or was, Suzanne, you expect yourself to always know what you need. And when you're running around, doing a lot of things, busy in your day, not taking the time to pause, not taking the time to make the full transition from work to home, you cut yourself off from yourself. That was one judgment. The second judgment was naming that I was choosing to work more versus play more. As I named the judgments and I knew what was going on in my mind, it gave me context to what was happening within my heart, what this pain and sadness was about. I wasn't allowing myself the freedom, the expansion, the creative space to just be. I wasn't allowing myself to connect to me or connect to others more fully and more consistently. In this process, I realized my heart was suffering, but I had closed off to that suffering part. It was hidden from my view. With this awareness, I extended kindness to myself and compassion. Compassion, self-compassion, is a way of recognizing and deeply caring for yourself. I whispered words of, it's okay. You took the time to figure this out, to be with the process. You nourished yourself by giving yourself space and time, and you've learned something that's really important. My compassionate part said thank you. Thank you to the whole of me for having the courage to move through this process and to discover, to really deeply listen to what was happening inside. My words of gratitude to myself were nourishing, are nourishing. I was compassionate to myself by accepting my whole experience. And I nurtured myself with more positive words, positive affirmations. And as they were whispered throughout, I let myself feel them. I nurtured myself by taking them into my heart. All this goodness, those good vibrations, Positive words can be things like warmth, tenderness, kindness, and remembering that I am human. Suzanne, you are human. And right now you are kind and caring 
and tender to yourself. You did a good job at being with the process. And in self-compassion, which is a form of self-love, I said to myself, I am worthy. I am love. I am enough. I am imperfectly perfect. And I'm good. I'm good. I mean well. And thank you, body, for letting me know what was going on so I can take care of my needs. I will nurture myself by setting better boundaries around work, leaving sacred time for myself to care, to play, to engage in the hobbies that I love. And I will make time and make it a priority to connect with my friends, to nourish my relationships, to initiate dates to get together, to find fun activities to do with my friends, and invite friends over for dinner. Perhaps have a cup of coffee or go out for a drink. Go for a walk. I will balance my connection to self in nurturing ways with connection with my friends and others in nurturing ways. And I will do so with an open heart, with a loving heart. As I said those words to myself, I realized that I was forgiving myself as well. I was forgiving myself for the judgments I had for some of my behaviors by loving into them, knowing what they were about, releasing and accepting and inviting in love and connection. The more we allow ourselves to nurture ourselves, to extend compassion and care, the more we liberate ourselves from negative thoughts, difficult emotions, self-judgment, and in some cases, harmful thoughts, harmful behaviors. We all suffer. We all have experiences that create the abyss in the heart, that create a deep sadness and pain. And we each suffer to different degrees. And particular experiences bring different levels of suffering. The key is not to turn away from the suffering, but to turn towards it to turn towards it and to investigate it. When we turn towards our suffering and are able to be with it and in time release it, we are better able to turn towards others and see their suffering and lend a compassionate ear 
presence or hand. It's a beautiful parallel process. Because the fact is, sometimes it's hard to see other people suffering because we have not allowed ourselves to experience our own suffering from within the body where it is stored versus in the head where it is thought. As I ended my brain process that evening, I did feel liberated. I felt freer. I felt more at peace. The awarenesses that sprung up from inside of me felt good, felt timely and right. And I made a vow to myself that I would play more. I would set better boundaries and I would nurture myself every day with kindness and love. In the next episode following, I'll lead you through the process. Feel welcome to join in. And if you have questions, know that you can contact me on my website, www.suzannenixon.com, and I'll respond to your questions and answer them in a way that is self-directed. It helps you even look deeper at yourself. So until we meet again, may you have the courage to connect within. May you have the courage to open up, to be with the fullness of your experience, to gift yourself in that way, and to return home to the deeper self, to the truest self, to the loving self within. Thank you, and be well. I am Suzanne. There's a place of calm, there's a place of peace, it is within. There's a place of joy, there's a place of love, it is within.